Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford. We're all in Hattiesburg today at the First Bank Studio here in Oak Grove, Mississippi. Glad you're with us this afternoon. We're going to be talking a little later in the program to the legend, Hill Denson, about the first baseball season in eons that uh, he's not getting a baseball team ready. Also going to update you, we've got a really busy week with baseball kicking off this week, where all the show will be uh, throughout the week. And we're about to talk a little women's basketball with our favorite uh, women's basketball coach, Joy Lee McDellis. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. We encourage you to enjoy their delicious meats and uh, foods that they cook in-house every day. It's always fresh, it's always delicious, uh, and it's always ready. And, of course, Dickies will cater any event for you, large or small. So the next time you have something special, we want you to just sit back, relax, and let Dickies do the cooking. All right, the Lady Eagles fell to Western Kentucky 81-65 this weekend. Uh, Allie Kennedy and respect Leapard with big games, but not enough to help the 11-11 Lady Eagles overcome the Hilltoppers. Uh, Coach Joy Lee McNellis joins us right now on the Eagle Hour. Coach, I know your star player has been injured, and uh, you're not happy from uh, what I read over the weekend of what you're getting off the bench. You know, uh, actually, first of all, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Where is Kelly Fanner? Did y'all kick Kelly to the curb? He's gone, Coach. Uh, he's 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 re- he retired. Not really, uh, but he, he's not here today. Uh, he just didn't make bail from the weekend, Coach. And uh, oh, okay. So, so y'all didn't go get him out. No, y'all didn't go get him out. We've grown weary of that, Coach. <laughs> I understand you got to be careful who you stick your name with. That's exactly right. Uh, but we're always happy uh, to have our name with you, Coach. How are you doing? Well, I appreciate it. We're hanging in there. I will tell you, it, it's been a struggle. It's been a challenge for sure. Um, but again, tough times don't last. Tough people do. So you right. got to press on. Right. Um, you know, Chante Hills actually is in surgery right now as we speak, mm. um, and it has been a challenge since she has been injured for us. Uh, I will say this. In both of our games this weekend, uh, against Marshall in the fourth quarter, the score is 53-50, and we cannot get over the hump in the fourth quarter. Two times in the Western Kentucky game late in the third quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, we pull it to three and to four in the fourth quarter, and you can't get over the hump. And I just think that is proof that our bench has to be a factor and even more of a factor of helping us be successful without the play of Shantae Hales. And, you know, our post-game, honestly, Kelsey Jones kind of has been asleep on us because she's gotten foul trouble. And if Kelsey's not a factor for us in the game, then we're not going to win either. Um, so, again, she's been in foul trouble in both of these games this weekend. We've really challenged, really challenged. Deja Allman has played the majority of point guard. Um, 
played pretty well against Western Kentucky until they threw the press at us, and she did not handle that very well and had some costly turnovers in that game. So, again, you know, we're just you're losing your best player. You know, people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be able to overcome that. No, when it's only five players, right. it, you lose your best player, it makes a difference. The other thing is it messes up your rotation when it's late in the year because your rotation is set. Uh, who's going to sub for who? What's going to happen? We're going to move so-and-so to the four and, and those kind of things. But when it's your best player later in the season, then it really makes it more difficult. Now, I'm not making any excuses for missed blockouts. I'm not making any excuses for turnovers because, you know what, that's pride. That, that's some ownership that you've got to take and you've got to get better at. And so what we did this morning was something a little different in our gang film. Not only did we see it and write it, we verbalized it uh, in those segments of the game so that we could we, – normally we write it and we see it. So I added verbal to it this time so that we could be able to display and talk about the things that were hurting us. And then I, you know, right now we're really pretty discouraged. So then I had to show them how we make the run. And I'm had to write down and go over, okay, how did we make that run? What did we do? What did we do great? You know, and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. honestly, right now, we're kind of, I need a psychologist with us right now. Uh, we do have one that meets with us on Friday. He won't meet with us this week. But right now, I think it's more of a confidence factor with our team. And I think if we can just get one win this week in Florida, it would really flip things because people are really pretty down on themselves. And, you know, we're trying really hard to be cheerleaders and coaches at the same time. And that's difficult. All right. Coach, surgery is not a good word. Uh when do you hope to have Shanta Hales back? Well, it all depends on uh, how the surgery goes today. If they're able to repair it, we will get her back for the last home game on March the 5th going into the tournament. But we got to get to the tournament first. Mm-hmm. Um, then if they have to go in and totally take it out, she's done for the year. Mm. Um so that's what's made it really, really tough, uh, to be very honest with you. Uh, when, again, and we've played late, you know, in this conference play. Like Western Kentucky is, according to Charlie Cream, that does bracketology, he has Western Kentucky as a team to get in as an at-large bid. They're a 30 RPI right now. Uh, Marshall is not. Marshall's just about like us. We should not lose to Marshall, bottom line. We should not lose that game. We play Rice played Rice several weeks ago. Rice was a team, again, that should win the tournament. Then you had, then with Dunk being out, we had Old Dominion. We were leading Old Dominion. They have a 31 RPI. They're supposed to be an at-large team getting into the conference tournament. So, again, losing Dump at Old Dominion really hurt us. And then we go into the Charlotte game less than 48 hours later, and it's like, holy smoke, how do we handle all this? and our best players over there in a brace. So it's really been hard. And, you know, I can say this because I coach women's basketball and I am a female. I think it is very difficult because of how God made us emotionally. It is hard when your best friend Mm. or when somebody that you depend on, something happens. I'm just going to tell you, it takes us women a little bit longer to be able to overcome it. 
Mm-hmm. It really does. And, um, again, that's not an excuse by any means. That's a fact. And, you know, we have really challenged our team to overcome. You know, we've got to be overcomers. Like today, I stole this from my preacher at Temple Baptist Church about situational awareness, that we have to be aware of the situations. And so that's what we've talked about in turnovers today. That's what we've talked about in boxing out, is it has to be situational awareness. And the thought has to be taken off me, and it's got to be the thought has to be about team. And if we will quit thinking about self and how we're feeling and then think about the one next to us, then hopefully we can get this thing turned around. Coach, uh, Dr. David Witten is a great guy to get something from, so don't feel bad at all about stealing something from <laughs> from him at all. Um, you, you look at uh, you know going down the stretch, this is kind of what happened last year. Shantae had that, that ankle injury, and uh, injured. you, you got to press on. Um, you, you're on the road this week going down uh, the Sunshine State. Florida Atlantic kind of middle of the pack, FIU at the bottom. It would be awesome to win both of these and get the Lady Eagles to five conference wins. You know, we've got to. And, you know, FAU is very similar to us. FIU is very similar to us. Uh, the difference in styles of play is FAU, all of them shoot the three ball, which has been a team that we have struggled against when we've had to go against people that shoot the three ball uh, when their post players do. But we've got to step up. There's no if ands, and buts about it. These games are must-wins for us. We've got to have a momentum swing this weekend. Uh, it's not like we're playing Western. It's not like we're playing Rice. It's not like we're playing Old Dominion. Yes, are they beatable? Yes, they are that we're playing. But the Lady Eagles have got to show up and show out for sure. Last question, uh, Coach, about 30 seconds left. Uh, 16 points from your bench uh, against Marshall, 20 against Western Kentucky. How many do they need to get down in Florida? You know, I think on the road, we've got to get at least 30 from our bench. We've got to have help. Allie Kennedy was huge in the Western Kentucky game off the bench for us. Um, you know, Kelsey Jones gave us a few points off the bench, but we have got to have three players, Liz Gibbs, Jaleese Smallwood, and Destiny Smith. One of those three have got to become alive, got to come alive for us and be difference makers. Allie Kennedy, it's happening now for her. But the one of those three has really got to step up and be a difference maker. Coach, we appreciate your time. Go get them in Florida, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hope, hope Kelly gets out, okay? <laughs> he will. Thank he you. will. He always does. Joy Lee McNellis, <laughs> ladies uh, basketball coach for Southern Miss, as they head down to Florida to take on uh, Florida Atlantic and Florida International. We'll take a break, step back, and uh, be here with a legend. Coach Hill Denson next on the Eagle Hour.
Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. Thanks to Joy Lee McNellis for joining us. Uh, she's always so willing to do. Always a pleasure to talk to Coach uh, McNellis. Her ladies are uh, on the road in Florida this weekend uh, as women's basketball continues. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Uh, if you're looking for some Southern Miss apparel, where the baseball game this weekend. Let me assure you, they've got some new stuff at uh, Campus Bookmart. If you're living in other parts of the state, going to make your way down uh, for baseball this weekend, you can just go to campusbookmart.net, and they will hook you up. All right, our next guest is a legend. Now, let me run Let me run down this. This is just very brief. Uh, this man has coached 2,155 baseball games in his life. He has 1,284 wins, including 1,058 college wins. 468 wins at USM, 1030 win seasons, 240 win seasons. First coach to ever take the Eagles to the NCAA Regional, the Metro Coach of the Year, the Metro Conference Championship. The first coach to take Bellhaven College to their first ever and only College World Series. He's in the College Baseball Hall of Fame, the USM Hall of Fame, the Semi-Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. You just get tired reading about all the (laughs) accolades for the one and only Hill Denson. Coach, how are you? I didn't know I was that good. (laughs) (laughs) You're awesome, Coach. Has no one ever told you this? I never heard all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Coach, this is the first time – I couldn't tell you when. You'd have to tell me. The first time you haven't been getting a baseball team ready for a new season. What is this like for you? Well, I'll tell you the truth, it's been pretty good. I, I've, I've gotten pretty sorry, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I'm doing better every day at sorriness. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm staying busy all day long. I mean, you fishing, coach? You you doing uh, no, shooting a bull? Tell you the truth, I've been driving Uber. I'm an, I'm a professional Uber driver now. <laughs> oh, come <on>. No way! <laughs> I have. It's been fun. Tell you the truth, I'm not. I, I don't work at it real hard. I go about ten thirty in the morning, and I quit at four thirty with a two hour lunch break. So <laughs> uh, I don't have much time to do much driving, but I do a little bit of it. Well, when these people get in the car, do they have any idea that a legend is driving them around, coach? No, nah, I don't know about any of that. So, and nobody's mentioned it if they did. So, <laughs> well, all seriousness, are, are you missing it at all already? No, I'm not missing it at all. I've had enough. I burn out. Uh, you know, I've, I I stay close to Scott all the time. He and I talk just about every day. In fact, I went by yesterday. I went down to the Forest Phillips uh, wait yesterday and. Mm-hmm. Thought I was going to get a little bit of the uh, game out there, this inner squad, but uh, they were already done. But Scott and I sat down and talked a while. But uh, anyhow, I keep up down there, and I got enough of it that way to to keep me occupied. So, well, Coach, give uh, us your uh, observations. It is Pete Taylor Park, but technically it's Hill Denson Field. So your field has a, a facelift on it. What do you think about the new look? I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, I've been playing on turf since 2005 here at Smith Wills. All our games at Bellhaven, the practice and all this, it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, we were some of the first to get it in baseball. We were the first to do the home plate, and we were the first to do the mound and and uh, that sort of thing. So we've learned a lot about it, but uh, it is absolutely wonderful stuff. Anybody that thinks it's 
wrong to have that or just well, I don't know if they. I don't want to call them stupid and make them feel bad, but uh, <laughs> they uh, don't know what to talk about. Let's say that because it's absolutely wonderful stuff. It, I think everybody will have it within twenty years, like they do in football. Everybody except the agronomy schools or schools that have agronomy and have to keep a real feel out there and act like they like it better and all that. So. He's, ta- he's uh, talking about Stark Vegas. That's, I think that's I what think he's talking Stark about, Vegas, Bob. You know, Auburn, those people have got that stuff, and they have to act like they like it. So, uh, But they uh, notice they got it all in foul territory. They just got it on the playing field because it's better, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, if you but, called uh, me stupid, I'd take it as a compliment, okay? So, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to call all my buddies stupid to think that because they just don't know any better yet So what it is. But it, if you ever play on it, Scott bought it for a long time, and I, I've been after for about 10 years to, you know, how good it was and all that. And uh, he finally started giving into it a few months, I mean, a few years ago, three or four years ago. And, and uh, he, I think he absolutely loves it now, too. So it's it's wonderful stuff. I, you know, his, uh, yesterday afternoon, I was asking you, I said, if anybody asked you about if you're worried about practice tomorrow and all that, getting it in, putting the tarp on, getting the field dry and all that kind of stuff. You're going to have rain tomorrow. Don't worry about it all. We don't worry about it. We yeah. just turn on. I don't even watch the weather like I used to. I hadn't been while I've hmm. been playing there. We know we're going to play. We right. know we're going to practice. Uh, almost never do you not be able to get on the field. Right. You know, Coach, just one thing. I want to go back to this intro for just a minute. I've said this before on the show, but uh, Rick Cleveland said this to us a couple of times on the Eagle Hour. He said, Boo Ferris, Ron Polk, and Hill Denson are the most important names in the history of baseball in Mississippi and maybe the history of college baseball. What do you well, think when you hear that? That makes me uh, shiver a little bit to be in that company with those two guys. Who, uh-huh. No question those two guys are. So, uh, And, uh, you know, I, I hope I have added a little bit to it. So, uh We've worked mighty hard to do a lot of things and get it changed, and some of it's mighty slow happening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I started saying a while ago, I think everybody will have this turf within the next 20 years, just like football does. Everybody has it now in football. And, and you know, they when we first put it in here, almost nobody had it. But I think last year, I believe, when you know, I still do the regionals at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. I, I think we had a... Um, what do we have? Thirty-two regional, is that right? Right. Yep. Thirty-two. Right. Thirty-two regional. I think. Uh, I think twelve, uh, eight or twelve of them were turf fields last year. Something. So you know, it's getting better and better. And and you know, most of the guys that are putting in the turf fields have been putting it in the last few years. Have been scared to put it on the mound. The pitching coach thought we had to have dirt. Well, I've even heard one say it, he thought it would hurt their pitchers. The ability to be drafted and all that, and that's ridiculous. But uh, uh, once you get it on the mound, once you pitch on it, you realize it's better than dirt pitching on the mound mm-hmm. with the turf on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just have to do it. Most guys are slow to change it. And I was. I was if anybody's been old school, I guess I have been. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to change when we first moved over there to Smith Wills. And, uh, but it, it didn't take but about... Well, maybe an hour to realize how good it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. At least, at least within a day or so, I realized. So, no. You know, just, just the weather. Just 
your fan base, they're going to learn to quit. It's going to take them a year or two because every time it rains, they're going to think, well, the game's going to be called off and all that. Uh, we're not going to play. Let me call. Let me watch the uh, ticker tape here and see what's going to happen. Are they moving the game and all that kind of stuff? So they're going to have to get used to the fact that you don't get rained out, uh, almost never get rained out. And, uh, you know, they may – if it's pouring – let me tell you something. It can pour down in Jackson, Mississippi, as hard as it's ever rained for three days if you want to, and you'd be sitting up in the stands and it quit raining. Now, the field will have little puddles of water all over it. But as soon as it quit raining, you go down, go to the restroom, come back up, and we're ready to play. Really? Uh, I mean, you get, the only reason we wouldn't be is we got to arm our arms back up and our legs up a little bit, so mm-hmm. we got to get everybody loose again. We can play. And we actually played. We tried playing with it. Uh, one time we tried playing a game in the rain. When I say rain, not just a little sprinkling rain. We did that all the time. But a pretty good rain one night on Friday night we were going to play it. <laughs> and, well, that didn't work out all that good. About the third or fourth inning, the pitchers got dry where they couldn't get their hands dry on anything. Uh, they were between their legs. They were dry. I mean, there was no dry spots anywhere. Everything was wet, so they couldn't get their hands dry. So we ended up putting it off. But that was the only reason. It was just the pitchers, not the balls or anything else. It was not the fact that it's slippery. Nobody gets hurt when it rains and all that kind of stuff. Right. But anyhow, y'all asked me how good it was. I. I don't want to preach a sermon on it, but it is absolutely wonderful stuff. All right. Now, Coach, we may hit a commercial break here. If you're not too busy, we're going to ask you to hang on through the commercial because we want to talk to you some more. No, that's, no, that's okay. fine. I'm, I'm fine. I may, okay. I'm I, hanging on. All right. I'll tell you what. We're, we're 30 minutes out, so I'm not going to throw another – 30 seconds out. I'm not going to throw another question at you right now. Uh, but if you'll just hang on, we're going to continue this conversation right on the other side. Is that good? That's good. All right, we're talking to uh, legendary baseball coach Hill Denson, one of the nicest guys uh, you'll ever meet in your life. Quick reminder, uh, while we go into the break, uh, this Wednesday, all of this is a result of baseball kicking off. We'll be at 4th Street Bar and Grill Wednesday afternoon along with uh, Coach Scott Berry. Uh, we're going to talk about all the activities that are going to be taking place uh, in Hattiesburg, including the Mardi Gras Parade this Saturday. And then Friday, we'll be at Fuzzy's Tacos to do the official kickoff of the baseball season and who better to have on the show uh, as we begin the week of baseball renewal than coach Hill Denson we're going to talk to him about his observations of the current Golden Eagle baseball team and we just always have fun talking to coach Denson so we're going to keep doing that as the Eagle Hour rolls along stay with us Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on the Monday, third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where we will be on Wednesday 
Slade and all the friendly guys down there, home of the 895 Lunch, some of the best Southern Miss memorabilia in the world, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And uh, I bet there is some Hill Denson sightings or, or uh, memorabilia at the 4th Street Bar and Grill, oh, it's Bob. it's got to be. It's got to yeah. be, yeah. Coach, you, uh, you look pretty good in those pictures in 4th Street. Um, you know, they were from the 80s. Not that you don't look good now, but but you're uh, sure looking good back then. I would hope they look a little better then. But, uh, <laughs> you guys must be making too much money. Y'all went dead on me here for a long time. Yeah, we're, we're, we try to squeeze in every commercial we can. Yeah, we use it. We use it to get Kelly out of jams, uh, Coach Denson, or uh, but I don't see any of it. It all goes. It all goes to Bob. All right, game week. Um, we are here. Baseball season is here. Um, from take us inside a head coach's perspective. Uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation. Some of the starting rotation is down for the Eagles. Gabe Shepard, Walker Powell. Um, some some spots uh, that still wait to be filled. As a head coach, does Scott Barry know who he's going to throw out there Friday, or is that still to be determined? I would think he does. I haven't asked. You know, when he and I sit and talk, we very seldom talk about the team and all that. Talk about this stuff. We talk about Austin or whatever. But uh, we haven't talked a whole lot about that. But I would think, you know, every year as I, everybody's getting excited about this time. Uh, he did say yesterday that they're tired of playing themselves and ready to go, and that's that's good. Uh, looks like they're going to have – we did talk a little baseball. We talked uh, – you know, it looks like they're going to have three or four freshmen in the lineup, which is good. It's good and bad. But, uh, you know, it's good for the for the program to have three or four freshmen starting. Uh, you know, I'm excited about it, more excited about USM baseball probably than I have been since I left, primarily because I'll get to be down there some now and see some games and all. You know, in the past, I've been – playing games just the same time they are and all that, so we didn't get to see each other much. I Last week or so of the season, I'd get out and see a game or two, maybe a Sunday afternoon, but uh, since we couldn't play on Sunday at Bellhaven, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, uh, and in fact, looking forward to going down there Friday. It's not too cold. I told Scott yesterday, you know, 47 years I've been having to go get in and sit in the cold <laughs> rain and all that, and I don't have to do that now, so if it's Rainy and cold, you may, may not see me. Don't uh, unless I'm going to one of the boxes, I might go. To yeah, the box. somebody will gladly let you in. Don't let Corky show you up, Coach Denson, because uh, you know he's he's usually there. We don't want anybody any of that to happen. All right, big question: um, Eagles lose 45 home runs. Slater's gone. Bowen's transferred to South Carolina. Walner gets drafted. And one of the things Scott Barry has said is that this year's Eagle uh, Eagle team is going to be it's going to be unique. They got to learn to manage manufacture runs with singles and doubles. Uh, I'm sure over the years you've you've taken teams that went that that lived and died off the long ball to a team that had to almost shape and change their identity. How does that happen and, and what is the, the challenge uh, for the twenty twenty Eagles in that way? Well it obviously it'll be a challenge to score enough runs to win is <laughs> the big thing. But uh, you know that it, it is a big change and, and of course I've always loved two or three run homer, four run homers better than it. But uh you know, I've always liked the home run but but you can't always have that. And so but you know, what I look to happen is somebody step up in there and start you know, driving in more runs and then you thought they were and, and uh, 
maybe hit the old ball, hit it out some, but uh, maybe some line drive hitters, you know, doubles guys that take over for the home runs guys. And, and the game becomes not much noticeably different, but uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I think something will happen there. You know, they they are signing good enough players now that you can kind of count on it. They believe in winning here. Uh, you know, that's that's a big deal. We've Everybody is planning to win the game every day when you go out there. Uh, so, you know, that some things will happen for them. I'm sure of that. So and co- they're going to have good pitching, I hope. So I right. think they will. So, Coach, does this frustrate you as much as it does me? Southern Miss, I think we can all agree, is consistently – a top 25 baseball program. And then I look at the preseason polls every year, and Southern Miss has to work its way into the top 25, and the two schools up north get every benefit of the doubt, and they're stuck up there in the top 10. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I understand the Power 5 stuff is what all that is. is It's the Power 5, uh, you know, and, and, and having all the money. And all that kind of stuff that you it, it it's a disgusting I tell you when it's bad is when you're recruiting and uh you know Scott and them will have to recruit against we're sitting right in the middle of a state Ole Miss Southern Alabama mm-hmm. <laughs> LSU uh, you know all those guys we right in the middle of all that even Florida State and so you know we're not Power Five they are they got all the money uh, but. Money doesn't necessarily translate to winning all time, but uh, it, it certainly helps. Uh, and you know, it is disgusting, discouraging more than disgusting, I guess. More discouraging with the coaches when they're doing their recruiting than anything else. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, we seem to seem to be able to do that all my life. We have we've had had any money. Uh, we we don't have much money at all, and. Uh, or I'm hoping some th- good things happen to us. I'm hoping some things happen in conference play. And uh, you know, it's so important every game and every sport that we win games. You know, it's so important now. And uh, my understanding, it used to be, you know, I'm, I'm talking about changing conferences, getting in. I'm hoping we get in that big. Uh, now I want to keep calling it Big East, but the. American Athletic Conference right. is not power. It's not Power Five, but it's next thing to it. Right. And I'm hoping they accept us in there. And the, of all things that we've always had to sell would be our athletic program and our football program has been such uh, highly thought of over all these last 30, 40 years. And uh, you know that's been our big selling point. And then the last time we had all this expansion was when the one time that we went into a, a dive and went. 0-13, and, and then, you know, things have been, we've been trying to recover from that ever since, and it takes a while to get it done, but it's so important that we win football games, and we win basketball games, and we win baseball games, all of it's important, so mm-hmm. a win is just, is needed, and, you know, I, I see, I see guys complaining on the, on the, whatever it is, the, all the social media all the time about the coaches and that sort of thing, is it's one thing everybody out everybody out there needs to understand. As bad as they feel themselves, those guys feel when we lose a game. Every coach that that's coaching that sport feels ten times worse than you do. Right. So, 
you know, they want to win more than you do. So, and you, you know, you, 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 I, I see all these guys talking about coaches can't do it and that sort of thing. That's not absolutely not true. I think we got a really good coaching staff all over our our program now, and uh, you know, kind of getting back to where we used to be a more of a family atmosphere rather than people coming in for a job and trying to move on in the next year or two and all that kind of stuff. Some people were saying back in the day that that's what they wanted to happen at, at Southern Miss, to have the coaches that wanted to move on in the next two years. Well, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. you know, it's in part. Bottom line, I don't want to preach a sermon, but that's basically what happens. We need to win ball games in whatever sport we're playing, and, and it's, that's really important to us now. Right. As much so as the uh, TV market now, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of getting away from that being the whole thing. So, All right. So, winning is what gets you in the American Athletic Conference. You believe, correct? In the long run. Oh yeah. Obviously. And and you know, of course, obviously, football is a big, big, big key to that. So, right. You know, the more we win there, the better. It's great that we went to a bowl game. You know, you could be left out. Right. Could not be in a bowl game. Of course, we we need to win those games and all that. But absolutely, Jay Hobson knows that more than anybody else. Right. All the guys complaining and so forth. They, you know, he knows it more and 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 sweats it more and works at it more than anybody. So, right. you know, right. they know that. They just got to get players in there, and it's hard to do right now. You know, it's hard to do. And it, like we were talking, that's what we started out talking about here: the baseball program. We're sitting in the middle of all those good baseball programs, and and they, you know, they're going to be in the top. They in the SEC. They're going to be in the top ten. You know, if they right. have a winning program. Twenty, and we're gonna be thirtieth or whatever. Right. They always gonna have us down there. Just and, and it's just all that's voted on around the country doesn't mean one absolute doesn't mean one thing. No, you know? you're right. No, you're right. Well, Coach, so, uh, we're always happy to have you on the show. We just thought it only fitting to bring you on the week that baseball kicks off. And uh, I hope I see you this weekend uh, somewhere around the press box or up in the okay, stadium. Okay, I, I, I plan to be down there, uh, hopefully be down there Friday. So All right, you know, Coach. Maybe Friday and Sunday. I know it can't come Saturday, but maybe, maybe Friday, Sunday, and that sort of day. But I'm also looking forward to it this uh, uh there's a couple of little things you need to know about the field that are a little bit different, uh, but we can talk about them when you have time if you want right, to. Coach, coach uh, Bob needs a limo driver, so just to keep that up on on the uh, the That's Uber, right, coach, keep that in mind. Okay, <laughs> I understand, man. I, I, I charge pretty good. Man. I got you. I can understand. You're a legend, coach. Hey, thanks, coach. We appreciate you, man. We always enjoy having you. Enjoyed it. Always enjoy being on with you. All right, the great Hill, the great Hill Denson, everybody. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Greatly appreciate Hill Denson for joining us those last uh, two segments, as well as Joy Lee McNellis in the first segment. He is. He is the show. And those two on the show. Yeah, we were joking. I mean, when when both of those love 
And we mean this in the greatest way. They love to talk. They love to to carry on with you. And uh, it's easy. It's an easy job when uh, when they're on. We greatly out and sit back. Greatly appreciate uh, them joining us. Fourth second. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, or online at toyotahattiesburg.com. You can go online to their website and you can find all of the new. Uh, pre-owned and certified Toyota vehicles available at Toyota of Hattiesburg. couple of uh, updates uh, from some different sports. Southern Miss men's golf is uh, beginning the spring season down in Mobile, Alabama for the Mobile Sports Authority Intercollegiate, hosted by South Alabama. Eddie Brescher's got the guys down there. They'll be competing today. And tomorrow, women's tennis, uh, undefeated. They defeat Delta State this weekend. They improved to 4-0 and overall. They swept uh, the Lady Statesman, or the Fighting Okra. Fighting Okra. 7-0. Men go to 1-0 and in conference, 4-1 and overall. Defeat UAB yesterday uh, at home, and they will uh, keep practicing this week, take on Nickel State. This coming Saturday, softball underway. Brian Levan in his uh, debut tournament, we should say, three and one, defeating Mississippi Valley State twice, uh, beating St. Louis nine to one, and then the only uh, game they they lost, they dropped a. Uh, I dropped a game yesterday, five to four to St. Louis. Uh, some some really good offensive numbers. Madison Rayner uh, batting seven seventy eight after four games, uh, pretty impressive. Amber Peck already with uh, six. RBIs, uh, Amber and uh, Hannah Borden with a home run each. Lady Eagles uh, will take on this week, uh, have an, another game tomorrow. Women's basketball, as we talk to Coach McNellis, drops to Marshall in, in Western Kentucky. Men, on the other hand, man, I was, uh, I was listening Saturday night, and that was a game we were looking at that, and we said we sure have an opportunity to beat Marshall. Western Kentucky is going to be really hard up there. We led by 10 at halftime, um, but it's just kind of been the story. Ran out of gas down the stretch, Bob. Uh, even at one point, uh, with three minutes to go, you got a lead. Ladavius Drain with 21 points. Gabe Watson with 16 points, but the Eagles drop a 75-72 decision. Just no depth, and that catches up with you. We saw some of that last year, you know, with the basketball team last year. And uh, until they have time, Luke, to uh, to – Recruit a little deeper, I think we're going to see more of that. Two games this week for the Golden Eagles. These are the last two uh, regular season games before the bonus play begins. Florida Atlantic in the greenhouse on Thursday at 7 p.m. and then Florida International um, in Hattiesburg Saturday uh, at 2 p.m. One of the things uh, that we did not miss at all, uh, because we didn't have to, it was just a week in between. The XFL makes its debut, some unique rules, but man, it was football, Bob. Well, I told you there the break my son-in-law and i watched the second half of the washington seattle game uh saturday and we found it entertaining luke it was fun to watch it was pretty good football different um but I, we were joking during the break you know you feel like there's some nfl players that are watching saying wow we would get flagged for that if we did that in you know, right, in the nfl right. but maybe one of the most uh, interesting rule changes for me is there's it's because of the position i played N- no Point after kicks him. We're no PATs. Right. Uh, you can line up on the two and run a play. If you if you get it, uh, one point from the five yard line, two points from the uh, from the ten yard line. You can get a field goal. And I think the the reason behind that was you could basically turn something into a two possession game. You know, right. with, with with one and play. The kickoffs are very odd to watch. <sighs> But, but entertaining, I yeah. Think. yeah. It, it's football, and uh, right. you right. would think that Vince McMahon has twenty years or nineteen years, we should say, to perfect 
the brand. So they maybe did. they'll they'll last a little longer than the American. And, and did. Luke, here's the football rumor of the century. It's on SportsIllustrated.com that there is discussion in the upper ranks of the Dallas Cowboy organization to trade Dak Prescott and go after Tom Brady. Who are those people out there that said Joe Montana will never uh, be a Kansas City Chief? And then you look up, that. yeah, that would be that'd be staggering. So I I didn't read the article; I just I saw it on Twitter. Are, are they saying there's a possibility that like Dak would go to the Patriots, or they just wouldn't no, sign? Just, just trade in general was was what I read. And then you brought up something else interesting. I think Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, Debatable, I guess. But he's a free agent, right? He is declared for free agent. Yeah, just one hour ago, Adam Schefter, ESPN, reporting that the Los Angeles Chargers and Phillip Rivers have mutually agreed that Rivers will enter free agency. He will not return to the Chargers for the 2020 season. Now, here's one thing that leads me to believe there's a little credence to the Cowboy rumor. It's because you got Mike McCarthy now as yeah. the head coach. Dak Prescott and that offense they've run with Prescott doesn't strike me as being a Mike McCarthy type of offense. It doesn't. He's a little more wide open, and right. um, you know they could be circulating the, the the Brady rumors. But I tell you what, I could see Rivers in. That I could spot. see Rivers in that spot too, definitely. You know, because here's the thing: Brady's arm strength suffered the last this this past year. Rivers can still throw it downfield pretty good. Right. Rivers is still a player. No question. Not that Brady's not, but Philip Rivers. No, Brady's not. No, Philip Rivers is a. Very, That'd be, be very interesting good to see what's going to happen in the free agent. How about that? All right, that wraps it up for today. Big week for the Eagle Hour. We're looking forward to being at two locations uh, during the course of the week. But tomorrow we'll be back in studio, and we'll look forward to having you with us. Until then, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.